The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. What up? Q here, sitting across from Maddie and Smitty. What's up going on, fellas? Oh, nothing. Uh, like we told our special guest earlier, I just crawled out from under a rock. So everyone bear with me. I'm going to let these two steer the show, and I'll just chime in on occasion here. We missed you last night. It's good to see you. Smitty, yeah. good show last night. You're back. You're grinding. I think you put more hours into the show than anybody. Well, good, good, good start. 3-0, and had the Packers, had two player props uh, over Dylan rushing, uh, under James Conner rushing. So, yeah, good start. Got one more play in that, did a teaser with the Packers up to 12 and a half, and hopefully my Steelers can um, hopefully win the game, but I took the Steelers up to nine and a half in a six-point teaser too. So we're looking maybe a 4-0 and on that. So I'm excited. Just got done with work, flew home really fast so I could join and Excited to have our guest on the show. Big fan of hers. All right. Well, let's just uh, let's just get right to it. So we like we talked about earlier in the week, we're trying to get bigger guests, uh, obviously, to grow our brand, to get knowledge out for the fans. So we actually secured one of the bigger fish in the sea. So we're proud to uh, have Pamela Maldonado. She is, I believe, with Yahoo Sports. Is that correct, Pamela? It is. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, awesome. Let's. Um, Kind of tell us about yourself. You know, let, let me ask you, I guess the first question is, how did you get involved, you know, kind of in this Yahoo Sports gambling world? Maybe that's a good place to start with you. Um, yeah, I've been, I come from the poker world. I was in um, the world of poker in Las Vegas. Um, I was in poker media. I was actually even a poker dealer just as a, I thought it would be fun. Turns out it wasn't <laughs> type of thing. Um, but it was uh, just to have the experience under my belt. Um and I was working at the Bellagio. I played at the Bellagio. That's practically where I lived. And so what's right next to the Bellagio poker room? The sports book. <laughs> and it was one step over, uh, really accessible to, you can walk right over, place your bets. And every time I was playing poker, I would always talk about uh, every game that I liked. And I like the Longhorns to cover here. I like Oklahoma State there. Or their underdogs, great. They're going to win on right. And people were like, well, have you actually ever bet on any of your predictions? And I was like, you know what? I haven't. And then the addiction started. <laughs> that is where it all began. Um, and then one thing led to another, walked right over to the sports book and I haven't stopped betting since. And it was one of those things where I grew up in Texas. So I knew the big 12, um, like the back of my hand and that's where I started with. And then it kind of ended up into Mac. I love the Mac conference and the college football is where it's at for me. And then I've been dabbling in other sports ever since mostly the PGA and, and, and tennis, but college football is my first love. That's awesome. That's a story. Uh, I bet you've seen a lot of people's uh, lives kind of crumble at a poker table and a lot of people's lives change for the better as well. Um, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, Maddie, do you have a question? I know you were talking. Um, typically, you like to add, you know, advice and things like that. Well, now that I just heard that Pam 
started with poker, played poker, dealt poker. I actually didn't start out playing poker at the Bellagio, but it was one of the first places I really got into it. Uh, I actually sat at a table with James Woods, of all people, right when poker, like right when it was getting going, probably a decade ago. It wasn't a big table. I believe it was a maybe a 5'10 limit. Him and his girlfriend at the time were sitting there. And I'll give James Woods credit. He was actually pretty solid. His girlfriend at the time, though, on the other hand, was not and was just <laughs> hemorrhaging money. Yet he just kept feeding her money so she could play at the same table. It was actually kind of funny. But no, Pam, I just wanted to ask you. So you kind of just summed up, though, that how you got into it. I know, like, when I grew up, I got into betting actually from a teacher of mine in high school which is of all things kind of coincidental. And he, he showed me the ropes. Is there any one person that you actually, other than yourself, who actually guided you towards getting into sports betting? My guy, um, him and I have been together for 11 years and he's kind of been my guide in life. No matter what it is that I do, he's made me better for, for it. And I was in graphic design there for a little while. He made me a better graphic designer. He was a professional poker player. I was just the one. I would just go play poker because, well, that was like our date night because that's what you do on Friday night. You go play poker. And he made me better. He had a full-time coach and he made me better. So it was almost essentially like I was a professional poker player, but without the without it being like my full-time thing. And then when I first got into betting, he would kind of guide me into, well, like, here's kind of how I do it. I do this stat or this stat and, or maybe you can think of it, think, think in this terms of what you're trying to accomplish here. And I, everything that I've done, he's kind of like fed me a little bit. He was kind of like the water to, he was watering the grass essentially. And then I just took off and I blew it up and it's turned it into what it is that I do now. And he doesn't even bet. He doesn't, he doesn't, he barely even watches uh, football actually <laughs> or sports at all. He's, he's a tech nerd now. And, and so uh, he takes a break from all that, but a lot of what I can, in, a lot of what I can say that I've done well in my life is because he's kind of planted the seed and then I've just like made it into my own and definitely betting that would be um, made it into my own. It's like an obsession now. <laughs> That's Sam, awesome. real quick. Uh, this has just turned into a, a job interview for a uh, graphic designer for the team. You have been hired, mm -hmm. so we'll go ahead and uh, forward the paperwork <laughs> to get that process started. So, <laughs> great. <laughs> All right, Smitty, I know you had some questions. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got a question for Pamela. With you know, Pamela, with so many new states that are allowing people to finally like get on their phone and gamble, and there's a lot yeah. of people that. You know, there's some people that we know that they're they really don't know much about it. And but they're so excited now that they can do this. What would be mm -hmm. your best advice to them to maybe lay their first bet? Maybe just some like maybe financial advice or what sport you should go. What would you say to maybe the first time um, gambler? Keep your betting limits small. If you're new to the game, you are new to the world of sports betting, don't feel like you have to make $100 bets, $1,000 bets. 
Um, there's people who do this professionally who don't even make $1,000 bets. And it's because you have to have a bankroll to do this. There is a thing called a bankroll that you're going to use for your bets and a bankroll for your life. It's two separate entities. You have one set of money that you save for your food, your finances, your groceries, your, your gas, your bills. And then there's this separate bank account that you have of, okay, this is my gambling money. This is where I'm going to play poker with. I'm going to go play uh, craps with. I'm going to do my sports betting with. You want to keep those two separate because you never want to cross those. You never want to feel like I'm betting with my lunch money right now. Otherwise, I may not eat. You never want that pressure on you. And so if it means that you're making five, $10 bets, that's okay. Keep this as wagertainment. Keep this as fun because that's kind of why we all do this anyway is um, kind of for like the thrill of it. Um, and you don't have to lay big money on it to have that thrill. There's so many games where I don't have money on and it still excites me. I'm still uh, just absolutely just like enthralled with, okay, well, this is a high scoring hundred point game. It's fun to watch. It's exhilarating so much potent offense, or it's like, man, that's a really great pass rush. That was a great grab, like football sports. It is still exciting to watch without placing money on it. So keep it small, keep it to pizza money, keep it to where if you lose it, you're not going to feel hurt by it. You're still going to be able to like eat the next day, but you are still entertained by using it. Pam, I had a question. So what kind of, uh, actually I'll start with this one. So what, when did you kind of realize, so obviously you went for poker, right? And then somebody tells you, Hey, maybe you should go play your plays. You did. You're like, Hey, mm -hmm. obviously I'm, I'm pretty solid at what I'm doing. Uh, so then you kind of made a, a, a full-time thing about it. When did you kind of know that Hey, I, I think I kind of hit it big time in this industry. Obviously it's massively growing, you know, with Barstool and FanDuel and, and all these different companies now being able to do mobile gambling, you know, in, in several States and still growing. When, when was that kind of moment or, or, or that sign that, Hey, I, I think I've kind of like made it now. Um, I mean, I guess that's recently then since joining the Yahoo Sportsbook team, it's been pretty, how I got into the industry. Yes, I was betting, but I wasn't, it wasn't a goal of mine to be in betting. I wasn't trying to be any type of analyst. I was, like I said, I was in poker media. I was, I was in social media. I was in marketing. And then I just got so burned out from the poker life that I quit my job. And I was like, I had my plan at the time. This was back in 2019. My plan at the time was to take an entire year off to figure out my next move. Cause I didn't have a next move. I just knew that I didn't want to do that anymore. And so when I left my job, uh, the company at the time reached out was Odd Shark, and they saw, hey, we saw, we see that you're a free agent. I quit my job in May. I was with them by July because they reached out to me and said, we love what you do on Twitter. What do you think about joining our team? Hey, absolutely. Like, let's do this. I thought it was going to be like a part-time thing. Here we are almost uh, two years later. And I'm now with Yahoo and that's just been like super amazing. And I've been on guest spots for Sports Illustrated and I just did a Golf Digest podcast and I've been on NBC Sports. Like it's kind of just been like a whirlwind of events. So I would say like the entire two years of being in this industry has kind of made me feel like I've made it. Um, I'm still not there yet, though. You're still every day. I'm still trying to get better. I love what it is. I love my process, but I'm still improving my process. I want to sharpen my process. And each day that I feel like I can improve on that, then is the next, it's, it's another step closer to whatever your goals are for the future. 
Awesome. I, I want to interject one more question because I know these guys have some too. Um, yeah. What is, what type of, of gambler are you? So like you have your people who watch the games, right. And they know the players and they know the feels. Uh, and then you have your guys who are strictly analytic. They, some of them, you know, attest that they don't even watch the games. It's, it's all Excel spreadsheets. Um, mm-hmm. So like, for instance, last night, like, like last night, a good example was, Oh, and five for Aaron Rodgers in the last five against the Cardinals. He kind of had that do factor, right? I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, that's kind of how I saw it. So that's why I took the bet. Was there something, you know, maybe you're more analytical or are you kind of that I feel the players, I kind of feel the game motion and things like that? What, what style are you? It's a mix of both. I would say golf. I bet PGA. I've had some outright winners. Like in a couple of weeks ago, I had, I've had back-to-back outright winners. I've never, I don't watch golf. I've had, I don't, I couldn't tell you like more than 10 players um, out in the field because golf has been strictly numbers based. You can just put, you look at certain data points and you can kind of come up with the top 20. I'm really successful in golf. I'm like 16 and four, I think in the head to head matches. And I have never watched a single minute of golf, even back in Tiger Woods. I've, I myself have been playing golf since I was like seven and I couldn't tell you anyone besides like Tiger Woods growing up <laughs> other than that. And it's kind of, it just depends on what sport it is for tennis. I use no numbers at all because I watch every single match and I do know the players and I have been watching them for years and I do know the surfaces and I do know their tendencies and I know that the weather plays a part. So it's a, it's different for that hundred percent stats golf absolutely no stats for tennis and football. It's a little bit of both. You're using some numbers to kind of guide you of where to look just because there's so many games up on the board, but then also you have to use some of that intuition of, okay, well, the line is telling me this, but do I really want to bet the jets this week? And so you kind of stay away and say, no, I don't uh, for a B or C reason. And you, it's a mix of both of numbers and having some of that um, just like, self-intuition of knowing the sport so well watching it for so long type of thing so it just depends on what sport and there's not a set box for everyone what works for you doesn't work for me there's four of us right now and all four of us are going to look at a game differently so figure your process and stick with it i like that that was a great answer pam i'm a big golf better um Mm -hmm. i do two money leagues where we break break down tournaments and we do kind of a fun one as well i actually watch golf all the time Uh, (laughs) i think i had two winners last year maybe three i'm not sure it's Mm -hmm. a tough sport to really bet i do like what you said though i think betting a head-to-head matchup is probably the best way to go i think that's probably the 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 smartest play but i like to always Mm -hmm. throw in a little bit of pizza money we call it here for a long shot but i'll ask you one question I'll ask you one question about golf um, for futures. Will mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy win another major? Yes. He's too good. He's too good not to. If his worst is still finishing in the top 20, what do you think is going to happen when all of it clicks again? And all, I mean, he's like one round away from having four straight rounds. Every tournament, he's getting closer. Something is fixing, is getting fixed. He's fixing his putter. He's fixing his iron shot. He has three great rounds, and then he just kind of fumbles on a fourth. Or like, oh, he has one bad shot, and he still ends up finishing in the top 25. Um, yeah, like he's right now, I would say average, and his below average is still steps ahead of those who are great. Yeah. Like Rory McIlroy absolutely will be winning another major. 
I wouldn't have, be surprised if it happens right next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pamela. And I'll go, I'll go one more real quick, Space. Sorry. Since you no, live in Vegas, give me your best sports book and your best restaurant out there. Oh, man. There's so many. Okay. Okay. Let me think about this. Okay. Sports book would have to be. Okay. I just went recently and I saw the circus sports book. That was a lot of fun. Um, that was really great, but nothing beats the Westgate Superbook. That is, that's, that was home. I would be every Sunday, I would be the only person who was there at 7 a.m. because the game started at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I was there with my lunchbox at 7 a.m., making sure I had a leather seat in the exact spot that I wanted. So that is a refresher of home. When it comes to food, oh man. Ah. Oh. There's so many great restaurants. Um, I only ask because I'm Vegas junkies. No, I'm I come out a lot. Because I'm trying to think of like, there's so, because there's honestly so many great restaurants. Like it's the hub of food, but I love Piero's Italian cuisine. It's more of the higher end, but they have this, um, this bone marrow that is so good. And I don't really like to, I don't like to splurge and stuff like that too often, but Piero's is definitely worth it. Um, it's definitely worth the splurge. Also, awesome. love any anything Asian, anything you just stop into any Asian spot, and you will find the spiciest, most tastiest, authentic type of Asian food, Asian dishes. So, and every Completely sushi agree. place, every sushi as well. I haven't had sushi in Texas because I am spoiled from having all the sushi in Vegas. Terrific, thank you, mm-hmm. Pamela. I was shocked when you said about golf because doing some research on you. You're a really good high school golf player, correct? Mm-hmm. So I was hey, a little Ellen. a little shocked that you don't watch any golf at all. That really surprised me when you said that today. Yeah, no, um, I was given some scholarship offers in college and I didn't accept them. Um, I went into college so young at 16, 17, that I knew that I wasn't going to have the mental capacity to handle, to withstand the competition with studies. So I've been playing golf my entire life. Golf was just never something that I watched. Um, In my household, we're a baseball family. So we saw mostly just baseball games and the Cowboys. That's what I grew up on, the Astros, the Cowboys. And I didn't really know anything else. Um, Then when it comes to like watching golf now, I've tried. I can't do it. Like once you have like football in your life, like even hockey, I love watching hockey games. And it's so it's fast paced and it's on and it's on and it's left and it's right and it's up and it's down. And you're like, oh, my God, what is happening? And golf is just go. Let me walk a mile. Go. It's just a different type of it's just a different type of intensity that I need. And like, I love playing golf. I love people who will play golf with me and I love enjoying the sunshine and the beautiful weather and some drink cocktails at 6 a.m. in the morning on your first tea time and going out for a happy hour at 9 a.m. when you're done with your rounds. But when it comes to watching golf, I'll, I'll stick to betting it and not necessarily watching it. Got one more question to throw at you here. So we kind of talked about people that influence you a little bit, but now you're in, you know, in the industry and you do so much. We were saying you know, off air a couple of days ago. I mean, like, when do you sleep? Because you're everywhere and you're right doing, before the show. I just right before the show. Well, and, but man, your mind's working perfect. So that nap did a lot of great things there. But is there one person 
that you just love to do like a podcast with or a spot with that's in, in the business? You know, I really love my spots, my podcast that I'm doing right now with Kelly in Vegas, Kelly Stewart. Um, when I was in, when I was in poker back in the day, this was, I want to say like what, 2014, 2015 is when I discovered her on Twitter. Um, and she was definitely the, she is the original and the OG of women in sports betting. And she lived in Vegas and her and I actually still haven't met face to face in person yet. And yet we've become friends through the industry. And I feel, I just feel like there's nobody out there who understands the markets, who understands the business side of being in sports betting. Like I'm, I can tell you that I love the Saints to win, but she can tell you exactly what the line should be based off of market value or injuries or whatever. And I still don't understand that, but she has just been in the industry for so long. She's so knowledgeable. She's so smart and she's so good at what she does that she's kind of been like an influence for not just myself, not just women in industry, but just for anybody in the industry overall. So the fact that I get to talk to her every Friday and we're putting together this contest card because we're in an NFL contest, um, I feel like she's learning from me and I'm learning from her and we have like a really good vibe going on and we're doing well as a team this season and I'm looking forward to continuing to work with her. She's coming to Austin next month. So I actually get to meet her, hang out with her and we're going to have a good old time. That's I awesome. Two. I, uh, yeah, go ahead, Nat. Just, and these will be super quick because I, now I'm mm -hmm. super intrigued. So you guys are, you girls are in this contest together. Who's your pick this weekend? And the second part to this is will Mattress Mac cash his Astros tickets? I mean, it doesn't matter because he's, he's a, he's a winner either way. If he does cash it, then he's a new millionaire. If he doesn't cash it, then his business is booming even more. So, um, one of the picks that I had for our contest with, I'm rolling with the bears plus four at home to the 49ers. And I know that they're not going to have Cleo Mack there's for the pass rush or Robert Quinn, but I mean, you have two run first teams and both of them kind of suck at defending the run. So it kind of levels at the playing field. And when you have two teams who are terrible in the red zone, can't convert on third downs and you do nothing but run. Tell me this doesn't end in a field goal game. And you're giving me a whole extra point plus four. Matt Nagy, he's not going to be the coach. He's going to be MIA because he tested positive for COVID. Wish him well, but that's, he's definitely worth uh, not having him there adds an extra line of value to the Bears. <laughs> yeah, we broke that game down last night, and uh, it, it's a future game, so I think you're spot on with that. You know, quarterback issues on both teams, I don't see much score in there. Um, I kind of want to transition to your to your bread and butter in, in – uh, the football world. There's a couple games. So obviously you're a huge Texas fan. We got to talk, you know, Baylor minus two and a half playing Texas over under 61. Do you have a, are you, so I try actually not to play my team unless I see it. I can't lose line. Do you one, do you bet in the games that Texas is playing? And two, do you have a feel in this game? I absolutely never, ever, ever, ever bet on or against Texas. Hook'em horns. Got my little Bevo over here. Where's he at? <laughs> but um, no, I actually, I don't. Um, however, I did actually bet Texas against Oklahoma. And this was one of those spots where you look at the line and the line is screaming to you. When I tell you that I'm looking at certain data points, the data points were screaming Texas. And I looked at it thoroughly. I made sure that I wasn't 
being biased in this scenario. I even had my guy look at it and say, hey, I just want to make sure like this is going to be my best bet of the week. Do you, am I being unbiased in this? And he's like, yes, I think Texas is the right play. And I was like, great, I'm going to fire. And then they ended up losing. It was the right call for all the right reasons. My analysis was spot on. What you don't account for is the quarterback change from Spencer Rattler to Caleb Williams. Had they kept uh, Rattler in the game instead of Williams, Texas probably most likely would have come out with a win and I would have gotten the underdog money line. Um, however, they had that switch for this week. I'm that was my one and done. I I'm done betting Texas. <laughs> I'm done betting against <laughs> Texas. It's a, um, it's, it's not a good feeling when your team, when you see them doing so well and they can't hold on to leads and Texas is in that spot again, underdog role. So if I had to, if I had to place a wager, I would take the over on this at 60. Um, you have, I think this game is going to be similar to Oklahoma State and uh, the Oklahoma State versus Baylor game and Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, they won that game 24 to 14 with three thrown interceptions and held Baylor to 14 points and 100 rushing yards. But the difference between Oklahoma State and Texas is that Texas does not have a good run defense. They're bottom 30 in rushing yards allowed. They rank outside top 60 for touchdowns allowed. And the Bears are going to be able to put up theirs because Texas, they can't defend anything. <laughs> you see these scoreboards, they're running yeah. up. And then Texas, you have running back Bijan Robinson, Heisman contender. He's an absolute stud. He's a beast to watch. I love watching him. Six games of 100 rushing yards or more, top 10 in the nation for rushing scores, tied third for touchdowns scored because they also utilize him as a receiving back. That's going to be the big difference between Oklahoma State and um, Texas as well, is because their running backs, the run, Bijan Robinson is utilized more in the passing game as well instead of just on the ground. So you have no defense from Texas. You have a big defensive test for Baylor, which they've already failed once against Oklahoma State. I like the over for this. Um, I would lean, I'm going to say lean to my Texas Longhorns, but we know how they like to give up leads. So when they're up by 22, <laughs> when they're up by 24 points in the third quarter, they'll somehow figure out a way to lose it anyway. <laughs> I know that pain. I was on the side with you. So that was a tough loss. Like, I totally agree. Right side for everything. Spencer Rattler comes out. We lose. It is what it is. I'm going to give you three games, and then you pick the one you're the most intrigued in. So Michigan, Michigan State, Florida, Georgia, and Ohio State, Penn State. What are you most looking forward to this weekend and why? Um, honestly, probably Florida, Georgia and Florida. And it's not because of Georgia. I really don't care for this team. Um, if I was wrong about any team, it would be Georgia. I said they will not be winning the national championship. Perhaps I'm still right in that. However, things aren't looking, uh, not looking too good for me, but Florida has this player that I have been so excited about. His name is Anthony Richardson. He is the backup quarterback. Um, I did take a flyer on him a few weeks ago to win the Heisman and then he got injured and he didn't play a couple of games. He's been getting more first team reps. They've been utilizing um, him a bit more in the games. He was used in the last game. Uh, so it's going to be both Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson behind center. And he, Richardson is just an exciting player to watch as a backup quarterback. He has over 10 and a half yards per pass. He is a deep ball threat. He has nearly 400 rushing yards. He has three ground scores and he brings a spark to this offense. He brings a spark to the college football landscape that we haven't seen from like really a lot of players this season. This is a year of the Heisman where there's just not a single player that absolutely stands out. 
And part of being a Heisman contender is that you're, you're exciting, you're thrilling, you're energetic, and you're getting like the world excited about you. And this is what Richardson does for me. So I'm excited to see him against his Georgia defense, see if he can pull like a rabbit trick out of his hat and we'll see what happens. Um, I do think I, I like the over in this game because I do believe that Florida has a chance here to put up some points. They're top 10 in touchdown scored and Georgia defense, they finally showed that it is penetrable last year, last week with having Kentucky um, run up a couple of touchdowns. So Georgia's going to get theirs because Florida is horrendous. <laughs> they allowed 49 points to LSU. And I think Florida can get theirs um, minimum 14, 21 points. Here's what I see. So I like the over on this game. Uh, I'm right in there with you. I want to jump in super quick, Pam. I actually think you are still correct. I think Georgia does not win the national title. I know Smitty Mm -hmm. not want to hear that in one, in one bit. He doesn't want to hear it, but I think you're right. I think they're going to stumble somewhere. I can't trust those two quarterbacks. I just can't. And secondly, you absolutely nailed Richardson. So I would probably say around the same time frame, we all do just a friendly college fantasy league for Mm -hmm. fun and helps you learn the players and everything. And I grabbed Anthony Richardson strictly for my keeper for next year. And that was probably four weeks ago because he is that electric. He's a super, super player. He won't be winning the Heisman this year, but I'm going to make, I'm going to be betting him again next year because he, like I said, he's exciting. He is exciting. He is fun to watch and he has these stat lines as a backup. Imagine if he had first team reps and he was a starting quarterback from week one. I like her. I mean, she sounds like a Gators fan in the closet. She likes Anthony Richardson. He's like a Cam Newton. Oh, I agree with you. I, I'm a huge Gators fan, so I got to pull your leg. But I, I, I think you're spot mm-hmm. on with Richardson. He kind of reminds me of Cam Newton, you know, 2.0. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's what he's going to be. And I think if he can, if Florida can keep him, he doesn't transfer. I think next year they could be really good with him. I mean, like you said, you named all the stats. Uh, he averages 12 yards rushing as a quarterback. That's incredible. So I hope he transfers because uh, why is Dan Mullen no, not playing him? <laughs> I, I, I don't want that. Let's not, let's not bat, put arm on my team. Um, hey, I, I'll let the guys wrap it up. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, we'd definitely love to bring you on uh, again in the near future uh, and maybe talk a little more football and, and things like that. Uh, obviously this was more of like a meet and greet uh, as well. So thank mm-hmm. you so much. And then I'll let the other guys finish up. Yeah, Pam, I, I appreciate the time. We we all do, certainly. I'm glad I actually joined in here because, I've, like I said, I've been working a ton. This is really great to actually just shoot the SHIT around for a little bit. I appreciate it. You can say time. it. This isn't PG. Shoot the shit. I know. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> now, thank you so much. I mean, we're, again, we're very big fans. You're doing just excellent work. And I tune in a lot to some of your material that you've been putting out there and you kill it. You kill it every week, weekend. So just keep, keep doing your thing because you're fantastic and the best of luck to you in the future. Thanks guys. I really appreciate all the sentiments. Truly. Um, thanks for having me on. Thanks for taking the time to be with me. Uh, have a drink. Awesome. Happy to... <laughs> hey, sorry? real quick. Can you, I said, have a drink at happy hour for us too. Ah, I don't drink, but I will definitely have a great protein shake. (laughs) That's right. One last thing. Can you give us, uh, what is one of your better plays this week? Let's end the show on a bang. Uh, one of my better plays, um, my best bet for this week is the under in the North Texas at rice game. Um, that was just tweeted out today. So it is official and you have the main green 
Run first team led by DeAndre Torrey, seven rushing scores on his way to a thousand rushing yards. I love taking teams who are run only teams. I love taking those as unders facing rice. Who's bottom 20 against the run because you can control the pace. You can run the clock rice is 127th in total offense. So they are not putting up a lot of points bottom. Both are bottom 40 in touchdown scored averaging just 19 and 13 points per game. I think this number is at 57, a little inflated because Rice is coming off a big upset win last week over UAB as 24 point underdogs. Seven points were scored from a turnover, though, and they were, had only 10 points in the second half. So under 57 for North Texas at Rice. I know it's not a fun, exciting game, but unders is kind of where it's at this season. So you got to go where the valley lies. And for me, that's unders. Hey, if you win, all right. it's all exciting. Always. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we have a best bet for Pamela Maldonado. Again, thank you for joining us. We'll bring you back on, uh, like I said, in the very near future. And um, like we always end the show, bang your bookies, fellas. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.